Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. America, the mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour satellite soiree. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York City. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Detroit to Dearborn, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo Way are on the air. Hey, listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us here aboard the DA. It's back. We are all over the football weekend on a Friday here aboard the D.A. show. Coming your way... This morning, all of the hijinks, all of the fun end games, all of the cast of thousands to break down this upcoming weekend of football. Here's how it's going to go. In 20 minutes, sound check your best audio of the day. In 40 minutes, it's tasty. The tasty top five, my five favorite college football games of the weekend. We've got your football food of the week. And I think you'll be very excited in how we are delivering said F-F-O-T-W. That's an easy acronym. We also have the Wizard of Ads, the Wizard of Ads, to bring you your picks for the weekend. And I'm going to give you my playoff teams, my division winners, my conference championship games, and my Super Bowl and Super Bowl winner. All of that coming up this morning on the show, plus one of the great tight ends of all time, Hall of Famer Tony Gonzalez is also going to join us, hour number four. So we are absolutely loaded for bear coming up this morning here on the DA Show. We start last night at Arrowhead. If you're just waking up with us this morning, the Detroit Lions pull the upset. Trailing 20-14 to 14 in the fourth quarter. March down the field on a touchdown drive. Go ahead 21-20 and held on for the upset victory. The Lions get the opening night win. There was some gutsy play calling by one Dan Campbell and some solid play by the Lions, especially on defense, to thwart multiple Patrick Mahomes attacks. And that's how it went down last night. What did we learn from the Lions' victory on a night where the Chiefs 
hung the banner of the Super Bowl championship from a couple of months ago. It is where we begin. You're cold open. Mahomes out of the gun. He's got it, wants to throw. Mahomes back, throws. It is incomplete. Yes. Picked off. Picked off by the Lions. Brian Branch with it left side. He's going, baby. He's going to the house. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Deflected yes. in the air. Branch ran under it, and he took it all the way back. The Lions are an extra point away from tying this game. I have trust in, in KT. Um, he, he missed a lot of training camp. Um, obviously, he wanted to play and, and, and fought rehab hard so he could play. Um, and, and stuff's not always going to go your way. Obviously, um, he would have wanted to catch a few of those in the game, but I've trusted he's going to be that guy that I go to in those crucial moments. Montgomery, the lone back behind Goff. Lions scrimmage from the Kansas City 8. Goff gives to Montgomery again. He's got room inside the five. Fighting to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. David Montgomery to the house, and the Lions are an extra point away from taking the lead. I didn't learn anything. I got verification on what I already knew. And this is a resilient team. Uh, it already was a resilient team, and we added pieces to that resilient team. So um, we're built to handle some, some stuff, and, uh, and we did that today against a very good opponent. Pacheco is the lone setback. Under centers Mahomes. He fakes to him. Now short roll right. He's got a man open at the 35 and a drop pass at the 35-yard line. Darius Tony was wide open and drops the pass. It wasn't feeling right, so I wasn't going to put him out there with that, and he was honest with me. And, um, uh, you know, we talked. And so just not enough time there. Here we go. Lions leading by one, 209 to play. Fourth and 25, Kansas City from their own 30-yard line. There's the snap to Mahomes. He's back. Mahomes stepping up, being chased, rolling to his left, looking, looking, lobs it downfield. It is incomplete. Lions will take over on downs, no flags. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. Two good play-by-play guys there in the NFL. Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio, Dan Miller on Lions Radio. You heard Dan Campbell, Andy Reid, and Patrick Mahomes. I loved what Dan Campbell said right there. I loved it. I love that quote. It was my favorite quote from last night. I didn't learn anything about our team. It just verified what I already knew. I have been critical of Dan Campbell before. I did not think his... Dynamic would work in the NFL. I thought he was too emotionally intense. I thought he couldn't have that high a high and that low a low. But I think what you have seen is that Dan Campbell has matured quite a bit into that role. There was a point in time in his coaching career not long ago where you could have seen him crying after last night's victory. Sobbing. Joy. That his team could experience this. And this win meant so much. And they put in so much work. And this was a business trip for the Lions. I didn't learn anything about my team. It only verified what I already knew. I loved it. And on top of that, Dan Campbell going for the fourth down fake punt on the first drive the Lions had inside their own 20 and getting it, which jump-started the touchdown drive, said a lot about Campbell, 
and how the team responded after getting that fourth down conversion about how the team feels when Campbell's putting trust in them. He was validated in going for it. They felt validated that he went for it. I thought what you saw last night was a reflection of Dan Campbell's organization, Dan Campbell's feel for the team, Dan Campbell's confidence in his guys coming to fruition. And the lines didn't go there. Starstruck, looking around. Wow, look at this banner. They came there, though, to win. And they knew they'd have to be aggressive. They needed a bounce as well, which was the pick six. But they got the job done. And that taught me a lot about where the Lions are on this maturity track. And they're a trendy pick this year. I wondered if they were ready for the moment. You know, they had not been to the playoffs yet, and people were talking about them winning the division and going deep, and they were ready for this moment, and they proved they were. So that's a huge, huge measuring stick for the Lions. Number two, just defensively, the Lions did a really good job on the Chiefs and made Patrick Mahomes' life difficult and then converted seven, and they needed it. They needed that seven. Because it could have ended 2014 Chiefs win. And they got that pick six. On the Chiefs, look, undoubtedly not having Travis Kelsey, and you heard Reed talk about this, affected that offense in a big way. And what you see there is that over the years, via free agency, the Chiefs have lost a lot of talent at the receiver position. Tyreek Hill gone. Sammy Watkins left a couple of years ago. This offseason, Nicole Hardman left. And it leaves you look at the top targets of the Chiefs. Who caught the touchdowns last night? How many of you had Rasheed Rice on your fantasy roster last night? And Blake Bell. Those were the two touchdowns that Mahomes threw last night. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is still there, but had only two catches last night. Sky Moore needs to develop into something. He had zero catches last night. And Kadarius Toney, who they got midseason from the Giants last season, should be a big target for the Chiefs and for Mahomes this year. And Tony was an absolute nightmare last night. Drops all over the place, and it went off his hands for the Lions pick six. And that was a complete pass downfield. Mahomes put it where it had to be, in stride, and Tony just butchered it, popped up in the air, Lions back the other way for seven. So you hate to put it on one guy, but Kadarius Tony arguably lost the game single-handedly for the Chiefs. He was an absolute disaster. Now, Mahomes didn't throw him under the bus, but you see that everything works if you have one of the greatest tight ends ever in Travis Kelsey as the ultimate number one target. And when that is there, you know, Kadarius Tony only has to make one catch per game to validate his existence. MVS has to only make one big catch on a game. Instead, when it comes down to them, because you've taken Kelsey out, 
it's really tough. It exposes how thin the star playmakers are for the Chiefs. And look, I have said that Mahomes can make anybody a stud, but last night I was proven wrong because he could not make those guys look like stars last night. Also, Chris Jones made himself some money. Chris Jones just made himself some money because as bad as as Kadarius was and as kind of lethargic as the Chiefs offense looked many times throughout the night, you know, they needed one stop. And if Chris Jones is in there, do they get that one stop and force a field goal instead of one of those two touchdowns? And if they do that, is it is it a Chiefs win? I mean, Chris Jones, you come out of last night's game and go, yeah, the, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, but when they don't have two-thirds of the other future Hall of Famers on that field, they can be exposed. Now, I say all that with this. The Lions are probably going to be pretty good this year. And I don't think one night makes the Chiefs or breaks the Chiefs. So I fully expect the Chiefs to be one of the last teams standing. And now I fully expect the Lions to be what people hope they would be. And that is a real contender this year. You know, again, one game doesn't make the season, but that's a big test, early test passed by the Lions. And this is, for the Chiefs, a reminder. You can't just throw anybody out there against a good team and win. If the Chiefs played the Texans last night without those two guys, they would have won the game. But you play a good playoff caliber team like the Lions, and you can be beaten even in your own house. Fun game. And the Lions, hey, you know... For having them on the opening kickoff, which, I don't know, for 20 years, 25 years since Barry Sanders retired, you would never even think. You wouldn't even whisper that in the league office. Maybe you should start with the Lions. What did you say? The Lions? You're fired. Now, they started with the Lions, and it was good. It was good eating. Oh, a lot on last night's opener. I know you guys got thoughts on it, too. Here's your phone number to weigh in, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. On Twitter as well, DA on CBS. And props to the Lions fans that made the trip last night. Plenty of Honolulu blue in the, in the stands last night. And they went home after watching a party, having a party. Sure, they shut down those KC bars. Sure, they shut down the plaza last night. Okay, when we come back here on the show, we've got sound check, your best audio of the day. And that includes Viking stud Justin Jefferson asked about his impending contract. And you knew on a Friday we had to get in a little JR and Shep action. It's coming up here next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right. The DA Show always is available on your phone. You can stream us using the CBS Sports app or the free Odyssey app, as well as you can watch us on your phone using the Twitch, YouTube apps, or at WatchDA.com, all mobile friendly. Soundcheck begins with Justin Jefferson, the wideout for the Minnesota Vikings. He's looking for a contract extension and has one note for the Vikings to remember. Of course, I would, I would love for, for Kirk to continue to be my quarterback uh, as of before, as you know, me coming into the league. Uh, but again, I don't control that. Uh, you know, that's up to, to the, the team and, and up to Kirk. Uh, but, of course, I would, I would love to have Kirk and continue my journey with Kirk. You like that. You like that, big boy. Justin Jefferson, perhaps the best wide receiver in the NFL, says, I want Kirk Cousins to be my quarterback. If I'm going to be around here, word of the wise, bring back Kirk Cousins. I think there's no way that the Vikings don't pay Justin Jefferson, whatever it is that he ultimately wants, because he's that good. And at this point in time, I mean, they 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 traded Stephon Diggs with the idea that they would develop him into the next number one, and now he's developed into that next number one. I think it would be kind of a short-sighted idea to then think you could just keep doing that. And so ultimately... No doubt in my mind that Jefferson's going to get paid by the Vikings. But who his quarterback is, if I am Minnesota, yes, it's nice to hear. Justin Jefferson likes his QB, but I'm looking to upgrade. Cousins has a ceiling. Cousins' age is ticking. I'm looking to upgrade, especially if in this upcoming draft, there's as many stud quarterbacks as is projected. Let's listen in on Marlins Radio as Freddie Freeman hits a base hit down the line. The Marlins Ball boy gets involved. 2-0 to Freeman is blooped over the head of Luis Arise. That's a fair ball rolling down the right field line, and the ball boy just picked it up. Oh, no, the ball boy just picked it up in foul territory. 
one of the most Marlins moments ever. Marlins ball boy sees a base hit go by him. Before it gets to the outfield, he snags it with his glove. Outfielder comes over yelling at him. He totally ignores him, throws the ball into the stands where there are seven people. It had to be the most Marlins moment ever. Dude, you have one job. And then the ump comes over like, what are you doing? And the ball boy is acting like, oh, uh, uh, it wasn't foul. (laughs) No, it wasn't foul. You picked up a live ball, you dolt. Why would you? And and afterwards, I watched the video. I mean, what a... What a douche. He's a, not a, even a, a ball idiot. boy. He's a ball man. He's a ball man. And he he's just, got like a goatee. Yeah, he picks up the ball, just turns around, just oh, launches it in seven rows deep into the crowd. He's got the double flap helmet, so he just looks like an idiot. And then he sits down, and he's got like a little water bottle spitter for sunflower seeds. And he just sits down, and he's just <laughs> spitting his sunflower seeds. And it's like, what are you doing? It's the most Florida thing ever. You can't even get the ball boy right. That even the ball boy is totally out to lunch. Sun-baked, got no other job. He's just wandering the beach all day. Comes inside, goatee, scraggly hair, glassy-eyed. Well, this was my job. I was going to spit sunflower seeds all day. Oh, that was a foul ball, right? Oh, hey, you know what? Take this foul ball, kids. Dude. Pay attention. After that, you know that's whose fault this is on? That's whose Derek, fault is that? It's Derek Jeter's fault. It's all Jeter's After fault. After he traded the three all-star outfielders, he traded away an all-star ball boy, and they've been they've never been the same since. And finally, JR and Shep, I guess this was from last night here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, the, technically this morning, if you're on the East Coast, it was 1.30 in the morning. One of my favorite duos in sports radio discussing what else after Chiefs and Lions on the eve of the NFL season, what else would you want to delve into besides how it might be living in Alaska? When it's time to go to sleep, man, you better go in the house. Mm-hmm. You better make it dark as hell <laughs> and lay down. No, see, I, I would I would, I would, would disagree with that because, and I know you have like five different jobs that you do. Um, we work so much. We don't need darkness to make us feel tired. When we hit that pillow, we're out. Yeah, I don't, you know I'm right. You, you, no, you <laughs> move to Alaska and then you you look at sunlight all day for seven days straight, and then you tell me how you feel. I love to go to Alaska. You know what I'd love to do, it, no. Jr. Everyone always asks, you know, what, what would you what would you do if you weren't doing what you're doing now? And I say, I'd what love to it? travel Antarctica. I'd love to go to Antarctica to see what a snuffle up against. <laughs> like, why do you <laughs> to want see, to go to out see. there? Well, I mean, to to be at the most southern point uh, on the planet, that would be like I would love to go to Alaska. I, I hear you they have great a, cruises there. Get a get a Chilean passport and go. Okay. Well, I don't. Obviously, we don't. We know we don't need a passport because it's technically the United States. So, right? No, I think I think part of it is is uh, Chile. You might be right about that. Although so. yeah, that does make sense because I might it be is. Wrong, no, I, because you know why you're right because it is Chile in Alaska. All right. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. That clip had it all. 
that clip had everything. <laughs> Number one, I love JR, but does he think Snuffleupagus is a real animal? <laughs> Doesn't matter. No one's ever said Snuffleupagus in a cooler way. True. And whether he thought it was real or not, has Snuffleupagus ever been connected to Antarctica? Have not watched every Sesame Street episode. <laughs> I mean, it's possible they put him down there to, to teach a lesson, but I'm not sure. No, I don't think Snuffleupagus is specifically a cold weather animal. Number two. <laughs> Number two. Is the South Pole or Antarctica American? Is it U.S. territory? Well, I think, I think they were... I think JR was referring to Antarctica, which I guess Chile, the, all the southern tip words, Patagonia, I guess then that basically almost connects to Antarctica. So I don't know if that, I don't know who owns Antarctica, if there's a country that is, that's territory. But Has he's talking about that, and Shep thinks he's talking about Alaska. So he goes, well, you, you wouldn't need a passport because it's American, you know? <laughs> so but you Shep think- is, but Shep introduces Antarctica. So where in Shep's head would that have switched to being... And then, he, yeah, and then he goes back to, and then he goes, I'd love to go to Alaska. I got cruises. <laughs> he might be right, though. I don't, I don't know that Antarctica has an airport and they're for a customs department. You might not need to show any identification to get to Antarctica. They're just happy you're there. And then he, and then he drops the, cause it's Chile. Yeah. Which yeah. is just a brutal, brutal, <laughs> brutal. joke at the end of this. <laughs> just goes, all right, anyway. Seven countries maintain territorial claims in Antarctica. The U.S. do not recognize, the U.S. and most other countries do not recognize these claims. The U.S. maintains a basis to claim territory in Antarctica. It has not made a claim as well. Argentina, Australia, Chile, France, New Zealand, Norway, and the U.K. all have territorial claims. So I don't, you must need a passport to get to Antarctica. I'm not sure how physically Who's would checking? There. There's no border agents there. You can't even live there, I think, for half the year. They don't have structures. It's just a it's just a land. Yeah, it's but ice. If you if you land you have to land at an airport. Yeah, you, but like you have, I, to, you have to sail into some type of naval but base you, but, or something. But you can't I don't think you can just go there. Like you can't just say, Hey, I want to book a flight to like you every every nature show I've ever watched, and I watch way too many of them between One's about the ocean, and I'm like, you land on like a, a a strip of concrete if you're lucky, or you sail in, but you're never in an airport where there's going to be checking. There's no gates. There's so just there's a no, plane. There's no commercial flights in in and I, I out. I, no, there's no. I don't think there's a place that you can't just go there. There's no existing cities. There's got to be some kind of small villages. Yeah, like for scientists and stuff. But people, no one, people don't the live scientists. there. No one's from Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> you, there, I mean, I don't even it's know a, if there's a city. Like, you wouldn't like. I'm not. Gonna, I, I, you're not gonna fly to like New York South or Reykjavik or there's just there's yeah. there's just Antarctica. That's Iceland. Right. But but there probably is multiple science bases or military bases or something research bases that the scientists constantly go to or yeah. researchers, explorers, military personnel, they, they must have to get on there somehow. Yeah, I'm sure and there's like a people, landing strip. Those people must have to have some type of passport or credentials. Right, but, but I think that happens on your departure end. Yeah. Is, and you're go, you can't just go there. You're going there for a purpose. Even if it's for a trip, quote-unquote, like someone's bringing you there with like a multiple levels of 
accreditation and approval and stuff like that. My brother just went to the deserts of Mongolia to, to study ancient DNA. I'll ask him to make Antarctica his next, his next stop. That's good. And by the way, that clip... There was like a, a solid minute and a half before that. That was also very, very good. <laughs> that I unfortunately had to cut down. I will also say that I was in Alaska for the Great Alaskan Shootout in 2000, oh, 2001. Around Thanksgiving, that's when they play it. Yeah, so I, when JR is like, they were talking about sunlight or whatever. It was amazing how little sunlight I saw during that trip. The sun rose at around 10 a.m. So it was dark through morning, through breakfast. And then it would get dark at 3 p.m. So you had a very small sliver, and that was not December 21st. This was, that's the shortest day of the year. This was no, late November, so it was closing in. But like by the time you get to December 21st in Anchorage, and this was Anchorage, which is the southern part of Alaska, right? you're getting maybe five hours of sunlight a day, and that's if it's sunny. And then we're it's getting, usually not. <laughs> and then in the spring, you're getting like 23 hours of summer. Yeah. They play that crazy, never-ending baseball game to yeah. like open up the spring, the warm yeah. weather. And it's pretty, pretty amazing. It's really easy to sleep in the middle of the winter. <laughs> or when I was there Thanksgiving, I was like, it's always dark. I could sleep for 12 hours a day here. All right, that is your sound check. We spent as much time on Alaska and Antarctica as they did. <laughs> I think a guy called in from Alaska, and that's that's what got him on that topic. Let's see. Alaska is five hours before us, so it's like 1.30 in the morning or so, I think, in Alaska. Still sun out. When we flew, yeah. When we flew, we flew from New York to Chicago to Seattle to Anchorage. That's a long day yeah. of travel. Uh, as of right now, Anchorage is four hours behind oh, us. Only four. I don't know if they do daylight savings, if that gets mm. skewed, but they're four hours behind okay. us, so at two, least in Anchorage. 2.30 a.m. Mr. Bogues, kind sir, has our headlines. Well, DA, as we all expected, Jared Goff threw for more yards than Patrick Mahomes last night in Arrowhead, 253 to 226, and Goff got the win, too. A lot of work's been put in this offseason, and you want to start off winning the first one, and um, we did today. We didn't play our best ball today, certainly on offense. I thought the defense kept us in the game for the most part. But um, when we had to be great, we were and um, found a way. Goff threw for a score while David Montgomery ran for the deciding points midway through the fourth. In between, rookie Brian Branch had a pick six for Detroit. Mahomes suffers his first week one loss, 21-20, partly because of eight drops, the last two coming on KC's final drive. His Chiefs played without the injured Travis Kelsey and the holding out Chris Jones, but that doesn't matter to Andy Reid. No excuses at all. I mean, we, we've got guys that can play. We're right there to take care of business. The Chiefs said during the game that Kelsey tested his injured knee yesterday morning but did not show enough strength to play. Jones was in the building as well, told NBC they are not close to a new deal. According to Jones, the two sides haven't spoken in 10 days. Joe Burrow got the other win last night. A reported five-year extension in Cincinnati that guarantees him $219 million. That's roughly 26 mil more guaranteed than Justin Herbert got from the Chargers. The annual average value would make Burrow the highest-paid player ever. Mike Evans' agent set a deadline for tomorrow for a new deal with the Bucks. Nothing yet, though, with Evans saying yesterday he just wants security before the season begins. 
A change at the bottom of the NL playoff picture last night. As the first one to fam is swung on, hit deep to right center. Going back, Talkman, and that one is on its way, and there she goes. Second home run of the night for Pham. That's his 15th, and the big-time insurance runs finally come in the top of the eighth. It's 5-1. As heard on Diamondbacks Radio, the power display from Tommy Pham helping Arizona get a 6-2 win at Wrigley, with the Marlins taking a 10-0 beating from the Dodgers. The D-backs now sit in the final wildcard spot, a half game better than Miami and Cincinnati. The Cubs, meanwhile, stayed two games behind Idaho Milwaukee in the NL Central. The Mariners one nothing winners in Tampa Bay, so they're a half game behind Idle Houston in the AL West. U.S. Open women's semifinals, Coco Gauff, a straight-set win over Carolina Muhova. Then Madison Keys was one game away from a straight-set win over Arena Sabalenka, but lost that second set, then the third, both in tiebreakers. So Sabalenka and Gauff play for the title tomorrow night. Now that first semi, the golf one, was delayed 49 minutes oh. because of climate change protesters, one of which glued his or her feet to the concourse, <laughs> making it difficult to remove said How protester. How they removed him ultimately? Uh, that I don't know, but police EMTs had to somehow get two feet off the concrete in the upper rung of Arthur Ashton. Maybe they had to use some dissolving solution or solvent or something like that to to disintegrate or to, you know, to to release the well, however. Yeah. I mean, at some point, I think you're allowed to cut the feet off. Yeah, I, or I maybe you just stomp on their feet so hard. Yeah, hey, you, you're still glued to the floor? <laughs> Lift it up. Let's go. You're out of here. We say that, but they're not allowed to do that. No, we I say know, that. but so maybe that, they That's why it be. takes 50 minutes. It's, I'll be, I they have to dissolve the adhesive. That was the first day last night I wasn't there. I wasn't, I wasn't choosing that over Lions Chiefs. Sorry, but I will be there tonight for the men's semis. If somebody does that, I will volunteer security. They're getting someone's getting RKO'd. <laughs> so I'm not having it. I'm not having it. You're not ruining my my night of watching tennis. So your plan is to beat their feet into a pulp that is no longer glued to the stadium floor. That's right. Okay. Okay. That is amazing, though. We all thought about this. Had the same thought last night. Boyle went to 10 straight days of the U.S. Open, <laughs> slept on park benches just to be there. Went bankrupt for new ensembles. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go bankrupt. The PB boys are doing well. <laughs> and then the the first night he didn't go was a one-hour delay for climate change protest. <laughs> you picked a good night not to go. Uh, last from me, WNBA last night, the Liberty down the Sparks, 96-89. It closed within a half game of Vegas for the top overall spot. The Aces have two games left. The Liberty have won. DA, back to you. PB boy is doing well. Early football picks. Well, I I was wrong yesterday. I did a um, same gamer, and I had the over. I took over forty two and a half. So if Kadarius Tony's not a moron mm-hmm. and catches that wide open pass, we win. But hey, Dems the breaks. Dems is the breaks. Yeah, Dems is the breaks. I had a uh, same-game parlay as well. I don't even know if it's a really same-game parlay, but it was two halves of a bet where tie score at half and then Lions win. Would have made some good cash. Ooh. And remember, it was 7-7. Chiefs had a third and 17. That's yep. right. And they converted the third and 17 to then put 14 of the board, so the bet was over. But 
had they had to punt there where it was like a minute eight left, could have won well, some cash. And they should have punted. You should be mad at Dan Campbell right now. Because remember, he took the penalty that made oh, third right. down again. It should have. He yeah, should have said fourth no. And what, like fourth five? and two punted. You're right. It was fourth and was it fourth and two? I thought it was pretty sure. Or it was a ten yard penalty, so it was fourth and seven or something. Well, but I think it would have been. It was marked or from where the foul? where the hold happened. Oh, I think I could be wrong, but I thought I read this morning it would have been fourth and two. <laughs> I was that far away. But as the PB boys say, Dems the breaks. Dems is the breaks. Dems is the breaks. <laughs> when we come back on the show, the debut of the Tasty Top 5, my five favorite college football games of the weekend. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Every week, DA gives you his most appetizing college football games. Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. It's the Tasty Top 5. I'm tasty. I'm tasty. The DA Show, by the way, you can watch every single morning on YouTube and on Twitch as well. And full episodes available on YouTube and archive form. All right, my number five tastiest matchup of the weekend is a little Pac-12 after dark. Who knows what this will look like moving forward. But Auburn travels to Cal to take on the Bears. 10.30 Eastern kick on ESPN. Auburn's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Both teams are 1-0. and Big expectations are early buzz around the Pac-12. They got an SEC school coming in, and Auburn is the favorite, six-and-a-half-point favorite. So an interesting early test for both teams. Auburn cross-country. It's a late kick. Some wacky things might happen. Interested in this one. Two Power 5 programs. Soon to be an SEC-ACC matchup. That's your number five tastiest matchup. I'm tasty. Number four. Another Pac-12 team, but this one on the road. Number 13, Oregon Ducks. Quack. Traveling to Lubbock, Texas to take on Texas Tech. Now, Oregon is a six and a half point favorite on the road. This is 7 p.m. on Fox. And for Bo Nix and the Ducks, boy, Bo is getting some major national hype. And the quarterback play in the Pac-12 in week number one was excellent. This is a different type of test. Texas Tech could be a top three or four team in the Big 12. And so a good stiff road test for Oregon. Let's see how they perform, whether the hype around the Pac-12 is faux real. That's my four, number four, tastiest matchup. Number three. SEC school on the road, Texas A&M, ranked number 23, traveling to Miami, 3.30 Eastern kick on ABC. A&M is a four-point favorite in this game, and this would be an enormous type of signature victory for the Miami Hurricanes under Mario Cristobal. Now, it's not that Texas A&M is unbeatable, but it is an SEC school. It is a power program. It is a ranked school coming into your house. And I think that there's plenty of let's see around Miami with the Hurricanes. Let's see. Miami is not a town that shows up for its sports teams as you're trying to get good or trying to prove yourself. They are a I will show up when you have proved yourself, after you have proven yourself. And Miami has tried to do this for 20 years now. Insist. Turning point, program's back. We're getting the kids. This is the right coach, and this is yet another one. Now, I think Cristobal ultimately will be the right coach. For AM, pressure's going to be on all season long. 
And if A&M goes and loses to an unranked ACC school, even though it's got the brand of Miami, it will be yet another black eye for Jimbo. So I like this game from a let's see which school comes out of this looking worse. That's my number three Tasty's matchup. I'm tasty. Number two, number two, number two would be Nebraska on the road, Folsom Field, Boulder, Colorado, taking on the ranked Buffaloes of Colorado. Now, Colorado's a slight favorite, a three-point favorite of this game. This is the big noon kick on Fox, big noon Eastern time. And look, we get to figure out whether the Deion Sanders project is just going to continue to go up and up and up this season or whether it might have been a one-week anomaly. It was a wonderful win for them last week. But can they follow this up? Now, Matt Rule at Nebraska needs wins like this. And it has not been really gnarly for a long time. But once upon a time, Nebraska versus Colorado had all of the hate. All of it. And it was good for business. 80s, 90s, even into the 2000s, Colorado and Nebraska hated one another. They were in the same conference and... You know, for a while there, late 80s through the early 90s, it was for supremacy in the conference in a national championship game spot. That's not the case here, but there's still some real hate, and Colorado fans hate the fact that there's so many Nebraska fans in their state, or at least there used to be, and their Nebraska fans are going to flock into, into Boulder and drink all their beer and eat all their their corn muffins and then go to the the stadium and be all rowdy and Colorado fans hate that and want to put them in their place and Nebraska has embarrassed Colorado so many times over the course of their histories that this should be good so that's my number two tastiest matchup and the number one is of course Alabama and Texas number 11 Longhorn traveling to Tuscaloosa to take on Bama Bama's a touchdown favorite of this game this is a prime time game tomorrow night 7 p.m. Eastern kick on ESPN. I will have more on this with the Wizard of Odds. It's going to be one of the games that I pick. The Wizard picks in hour number four. But let me tell you, I don't think Texas is ready for this smoke. I think Texas is a nice team. Quinn Ewers is a nice quarterback. Steve Sarkeesian's a nice head coach. But I think they're running into a machine that they're not ready for. They are not at that level. And I know there's question marks about Alabama. And maybe if Alabama happens to lose this game, those big question marks will pop back up around the Alabama Crimson Tide. I don't see it happening. I think the Tide and Saban have been wanting this for a long time. I think that they get them at home. Last year, obviously, was an incredibly close game. I don't think the same thing happens. I think Bama wins this one and going away. But either way, it's fun brands, Texas and Alabama. That's my tastiest matchup of the weekend. I'm tasty. I'm tasty. That's right. It's all back. It's all back. Football. The Friday show. The Tasty Top 5. We'll have football food of the week coming up here in hour three. The Wizard of Vines. Your picks. I've got my picks for the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl. It's all. It's all here for us, guys. It's all here. The Hidden Pickle tweets, DA, can we please talk about Mahomes? 
Not about how amazing of a quarterback he is because everyone knows that. Why the hell does he have to do that finger thing after every play? It drives me damn crazy for some reason. The finger thing being he kind of like index finger out, not pointing or shaking the finger, dipping the finger. Almost like a quarterback would do to ground the clock, you know, like, we're throwing it into the ground, kind of, but much gently, much more gently, just the finger, finger thing. No, why? I don't know why he does that. I don't know. Mahomes last night, though. Look, I think that Sunday night broadcast is the best broadcast in football. I think Tariko's an absolute superstar. Calls an unbelievable game. I like Collinsworth a lot. I love Tariko. It's a good broadcast. I don't love the studio part of it, but I love Melissa Stark. I think they've got good sideline people. I mean, it's just, it's the graphics are great. The, the camera work is elite. But I thought the over-the-top sell of Patrick Mahomes is Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, Wayne Gretzky rolled into one. It's like, yeah, we know he's really great. You don't have to sell us on that part. We know he's really great. You don't have to tell us how often we're going to find out how great he is. We're all well aware. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 